Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Events with Benefits, a podcast designed to help nonprofit organizations like yours raise more money and achieve greater success at your fundraising events. My name is Danny Hooper. I'm a professional fundraising auctioneer. I'm based in Canada. Always happy to come down here to Southern California and in particular to the world headquarters of Winspire located in Laguna Hills. I'm joined here today by my co-hosts. Firstly, Ian Loth, the Vice President of Marketing here at Winspire. Always glad to have you, Danny. Thanks for coming down. And are those new shoes? These are new shoes, and uh, I was hoping you wouldn't say anything about that because I, I didn't want Brenda to find out that I've been back to Nordstrom Rack. Uh, well, I know you I know you love shopping when you come down here, but uh, I must say they're very becoming on you. Great little navy suede. Or not suede. They're just, just navy shoes. And I'm not a shopper. Yeah, it really but I'm a binge shopper. Yes. You know, I'm a typical guy, you yeah. know. But, well, anyway, <laughs> let's talk to our other uh, co-host right now and uh, a lady I credit as being the mastermind behind our podcast, Renee Zhao from Donation Match. Uh, Renee, it was your idea to create this podcast uh, several months ago already. We're really starting to gain some traction out there and helping a lot of nonprofits. So great to see you again. Oh, it's always glad to have you down here, too. And, you know, we couldn't do this without you. You are the best entertainer and interviewer we've got. I'm not the smartest one of the three. I'll tell you that because today we're talking about Google Grants. And uh, prior to today, I don't think I had heard about Google Grants. Uh, I'm busy being a professional fundraising auctioneer, right? And I don't have anything to do with Google Grants. But apparently, you two are pretty excited about today's guest. And um, it's a great interview with Chief Executive Officer of a company called Community Boost Consulting. Uh, Cameron Ripley joins us today. And uh, he's going to kind of walk us through what a Google Grant is, how it can benefit uh, your organization. Yeah, you know, it's... uh, Google AdWords in general can be very intimidating. Uh, I know from experience, just being in the marketing world on the on the for profit side, um, you know, and there's a certain level of bandwidth that we have. But being on the nonprofit side, where you have, you know, you're on a shoestring budget, uh, Google Grants can be a, a huge infusion of of uh, of traffic to your website if you know how to use it. But actually getting in there and and figuring out how to use Google Analytics, use Google AdWords can be completely daunting. So that's why, uh, you know, Cameron's company here uh, is is really transformational, very, very important for nonprofits to use, not only to figure out how to get that Google grant, but then once you do have it, how the heck do you build those ads and use it effectively so they actually, it actually results in, in driving traffic to your website? Yeah, and what I like about Cameron's company too is that, you know, they, Obviously, every nonprofit should be looking at the Google Grant for themselves, but because they take care of a lot of the digital marketing associated with that, um, Cameron and Community Boost Consulting will actually, of course, kind of button up all of your other online assets that that ties into, including your website, landing pages, um, even the hundreds or even thousands of versions that you may want to create just to make sure you're maximizing your benefits um, of getting donations, volunteers, even eyeballs on your organization, getting the attention you really deserve. And he basically dives into a lot of that, how to do it. But knowing that he's a resource is also wonderful to know. I think you're going to really enjoy today's interview, especially where I get in over my head. Let's get started. Well, Cameron uh, Ripley, first of all, thank you very much for uh, sharing your time with us here and your expertise on events with benefits. And today we're going to be talking about something that I personally know nothing about, uh, but apparently everybody else in the world knows about. So you've had that feeling before, I'm sure. But uh, we're going to be talking about Google Grants. 
And that, I understand, is what uh, your company, uh, Community Boost Consulting, specializes in. You're the CEO of the company. And uh, so let's get started right at the uh, at the bottom. What is a Google Google Grant? Excellent. Well, you know, I appreciate everybody having me on today. And um, what is a Google Grant? That is a great question that we answer often. And basically, as a 501c3, um, you have the opportunity to unlock a $10,000 per month um, Google Ad Grant. So it's an in-kind gift from Google. But what it allows nonprofits to do is to spend $10,000 every month in free search ads. Right, so if somebody searches something in Google, for example, you know, donate to veterans, and our veteran-based organization wants to be at the top of Google for that result, we can use that ad. We can then, when that gets clicked, send people to our website. So, really, we talk a lot about it being a $10,000 per month grant, but it's an opportunity to send an additional 5,000 to upwards of 6,000 additional site visitors every month to a nonprofit website to drive more volunteers, supporters, and, and of course, donors. So your company is a consulting um, business, and who would your typical uh, client be? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, for we, we have a couple different markets we serve. Um, obviously, you have to be a nonprofit. We only work with nonprofits. Um, we work with emerging nonprofits that are, are smaller, and they often are trying to use the Google Grant as a competitive advantage and to drive more awareness about what they're doing. And we've also worked with larger organizations who uh, are typically using the Google Grant to really amplify the work they're doing and to build in kind of the systems but behind generating um, new donors, new fundraisers, monthly recurring gifts, and or um, we also do really well with organizations that drive revenue through their programming or services. And a lot of times, you know, the Google grant is just a great way to get people to your site who have never really heard about your brand or how you guys make an impact. And who could benefit from a Google grant? Uh, everybody, every every kind of nonprofit, or is it uh, is it geared at certain nonprofits? more so than others? Yeah, great question. So with the Google Grant, we you know we talked so much about it being the $10,000 per month grant, which it is, um, but there are some major stipulations. And the biggest, as far as eligibility, um, it typically does not apply to hospitals or universities that might technically be a 513. They usually can't get it. But other than that, um, you know, the majority of both U.S. nonprofits and actually many nonprofits or charitable organizations from around the world are qualified. But the biggest stipulation is what we call the $2 cost per click stipulation. And so what this means is we're not allowed to bid more than $2 per click. <laughs> so, let, you know, forgive me if I'm being a little technical, but the best way to illustrate this is with the keyword donate, right? Most nonprofits say, I'd love to be at the top of Google when someone searches donate. However, when that happens, um, you know, that typically a click for the keyword donate would often be $10 or more. So we go after donate to veterans, donate to, you know, building the school, 
um, those longer tail keywords is where we succeed. And why I mention that is, you know, certain words like if you're marketing nationally or at least statewide, you can often use your full $10,000. Um, however, if you're very hyper local, you might only be spending a few thousand dollars just in that location. But that can still be, you know, thousands of extra visitors to your site every month. So they can control it that much, and you can you can guide users and narrow it down that you could just uh, advertise in a very localized region. Is that correct? Yeah, you can. You can market, you know, down to the zip code or specific neighborhoods. And, um, you know, that's something that is really important because it, you can – really put a, put a different message across to the audience and, and get as many relevant people to your site as possible. Interesting. So how did you get into, um, into this uh, sector of the fundraising space? And um, maybe a little background on, on, uh, on yourself and your business. Yeah, definitely. So let's see. I, I guess I'll start when I moved out to San Diego, which is about um, four and a half years ago, and I went to work for a digital marketing consulting firm in which we were serving the startup tech space out here in, in Southern California. And then we had a program in which we were doing work in the nonprofit sector, and I was really passionate about that work. I started directing that program, and it became pretty clear that we had a big vision of how we could use digital marketing to propel the social sector forward, but it wasn't going to happen unless we was full-time on it. So... Um, that was when, you know, I quit um, eBoost but didn't leave, and they allowed us to actually incubate and come up with the idea of community boost consulting. So way before we were doing Google Grants, you know, we just wanted to do digital marketing for nonprofits and for people who are making a difference every day. And that's what we started doing, and we did everything from online fundraising campaigns to social media campaigns to search engine optimization work. And then we did a lot of website design and development for a few years. And then about two years ago is when we set up our first Google grant. And that was really an aha moment for us. And it was just such a powerful marketing channel for the nonprofits we were um, leveraging it for. And now that's all we do. And it's what we primarily focus on to, to just, you know, kind of in a commitment to being really great in that platform. What are some of the ways that organizations uh, that come to you can increase their chances of being approved for a Google grant? Is there anything that organizations should or could be doing before they even speak to you? You know, honestly, getting approved is really not the, the problem. And what's really exciting, Danny, is that, you know, in the social sector, we're used to grants taking six months or 12 months that rolls into 18 months before we get our funding. But Google and Google for Nonprofits is really generous and they move quickly. And often nonprofits can see approval in 10 business days or less. And so getting approved is not really the issue. Um, it's really, you know, once we're approved, then what? Or we run into a lot too where nonprofit says, oh, I think a volunteer or intern or someone did that a while ago. And it's just kind of wrangling up where they're at in the process. But once you're approved, um, it's, you know, Google gives it as long as, you know, you're a approved 501c3 and, um, you know, the, the steps have become a little more complicated as of late with TechSoup and the like, but it's worth it and, it and it's a pretty minimal time commitment, you know, compared to 
to often what it takes to get a grant. Cameron, what are some of the uh, most effective ways that uh, nonprofits right now can be utilizing social media? You know, with your consulting background, you folks obviously uh, really have the pulse on a landscape that is changing, it seems, by the hour out there with technology. And uh, any up to the, uh, you know, up to the minute uh, tricks or tips or techniques or ideas or strategies you might want to share as far as using, utilizing social media? Yeah, definitely. You know, we always love talking shop on the digital front, but um, for most nonprofits, you know, I think the, the number one tip is, you know, often we get asked, like, what's the best tactic right now? But it then it becomes a larger conversation of what is the organization's resources and where is your persona and audience and how can we engage deeply with them? Um, and so for many organizations, you know, there's new platforms with Instagram and the like um, that aren't that new, but nonprofits are adopting them more now. And they're great for, you know, maintaining relationships. But when it comes to building up the new audience, it, it still is really hard to outperform Facebook on the social media front. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of nonprofits aren't even investing in that in Facebook advertising as well. I think there's a strong opportunity there. Um, but at the end of the day, too, you know, at Community Boost, we founded our company to explore these areas for nonprofits. And while social media is excellent and we love it, it's often, you know, what content have you created for us today? And it's a bandwidth issue, and that causes many nonprofits to not be as consistent as they'd like. And so, you know, even that's really the power of the Google grant is people are always searching in Google for ways to get involved or things they need support on. And so if you can get that Google grant foundation built up, you can really forecast the 5,000 additional visitors every month to your site. So um, I know that's a long-winded <laughs> answer to the question, but um, you know, I think it's, it's what is your, you know, where's your audience? How can we go deep with them? And, you know, I think a lot of nonprofits are actually, if we're just talking digital at large, they're still really underutilizing email effectively. Um, I think email marketing, there's, I think on average, a nonprofit sends out like 79 emails a year to a, um, a subscriber, but most nonprofits are really, um, there's an opportunity to be much more personalized and customized and can give give their audience content that they want to to you know read and engage and you know many nonprofits are saying our open rates are dropping but then you know I ask well what kind of content were you doing are we just doing a quarterly or monthly newsletter still and um, I think there's a big opportunity to to use email actually. Um, to, to cultivate more, um, like, higher lifetime value from our subscribers. Uh, let's just get back to Facebook for a second. Obviously, you're an advocate, and uh, maybe you can share a case study with us. If one comes to mind, uh, I know I'm maybe throwing a ringer at you here. I hope not. But uh, is there a case study where you would give us a practical example of how we might utilize Facebook to maximum efficiency? Yeah, again, you know. Or maximum effect. <laughs> You know, we've, uh, 
and just to be transparent, you know, we've really prioritized the, the Google grant. That's what we do. It's what we're best at when it comes to Facebook advertising. Um, you know, I think many nonprofits are still exploring it where with Facebook, there's this opportunity. You know, most nonprofits are like, hey, our posts on Facebook aren't getting enough reach. And so they're starting to experiment with doing boost of their post and putting a little money behind it to get a, a bigger audience, which is great. But Facebook is continuing to make their ad platform easier for users. And there's so much opportunity. You know, imagine taking your, your current donor list, um, downloading those emails, uploading that into Facebook, and now you're running a video to past donors on Facebook about the work they're, that you're doing, right? So there's a lot of, um, I think the biggest thing is most nonprofits aren't systematically testing that channel. And even if you just have somebody who's willing to do, you know, small testing for a few hundred dollars a month, um, and if you have your tracking down, you can see what kind of new donors that might be generating. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of potential in Facebook, and it's just such a strong audience uh, platform. And as more you know, Gen Xers and baby boomers are just becoming really active on it, and we're still trying to get those people to give, when they're on Facebook, they usually have a little downtime, and they're exploring things. So um, it's certainly a, a strong platform to experiment with, but it's certainly becoming a pay-to-play platform. Totally. Uh, that's great, great insight there, Cameron. This is Ian from Winspire here. Uh, mm -hmm. Want to get back to uh, kind of your world of Google Grants a little bit and Google AdWords. Um, you know, how mm -hmm. much do you advise on the the actual ads that you know nonprofits are putting out there? Everything from the uh, you know the text that you use uh, on through to the landing page that 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 you link to. Maybe you could share a couple of tips uh, for each of those. Uh, for nonprofits who maybe have who have some money already spending, or maybe are expecting to get a Google grant, um, and and how the how they can best use that money. Yeah, that sounds good. So, when it comes to the Google grant, you know, many it's it's pretty easy to get approved, but the biggest pain point is that on average, most nonprofits are only spending three hundred dollars of their ten thousand dollars per month. And the reason being is that stipulation, which I hit on a little earlier, and hopefully it wasn't too technical, but it's this $2 cost per click stipulation. And so what it, to be successful with the grant is when we're doing our keyword targeting, we need to go after some of those longer tail keywords. And um, so, you know, yes, your ad creative is important, but I'm going to pause really you right there, Cameron. Well, why don't you go ahead and explain what a long tail keyword is? Sure. So, you know, again, in that example of donate, right? So the keyword donate, that typically costs more than $2 per click. And so it's really hard for a nonprofit to use the grant to show up for that. But if we go after donate to veterans or if we're going after, you know, volunteering in San Diego, California, um, those type of that's a longer tail keyword, and that's because it has multiple words in, in the search inquiry, and that's really becoming the way people search within Google. And the good news is, while it's kind of harder to get traction in our uh, Google Grant account when we do, 
those people are typically, once they're on our website, doing what we want them to do. They're signing up for our events. They're subscribing to our email list. They're um, donating. They're you know, inquiring about our different programs. Um, and so with the Google Grant, you know, it's, that's kind of one of the main challenges that causes most nonprofits to struggle spending the full 10000 So let's, but if let's, let's overcome look. overcome that. And, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Let finish your thought. Right, but when we can overcome that you know, and we can – there's so much potential because it's, you know, again, around 5,000 visitors every month. And then to just answer your question to, okay, well, now what do we do on the site, right? And that's a really great question because with the Google Grant, it's not all about sending people only to the homepage, right? We want to send them based on what they search for to the appropriate page and appropriate information on our website. Sometimes here at Community Boost, we'll do landing pages based on what they search for. Um, or we also do little tricks that have a big impact for our nonprofits in which we'll do things like email pop-ups um, where we'll you know, prompt first-time visitors to maybe subscribe to our content. Um, or we'll do things like a, a conversion bar, which is these bars that will really you know, push forward a, an event we have coming up or a new fundraiser for, you know, Suicide Prevention Month in September, for example, something like that. That's great. So kind of taking it to a kind of a practical, uh, real-world example, I love what you mentioned earlier with your, your long-tail keyword. It's important to maybe focus on, you know, locale, right? You know, using mm-hmm. keywords that include your, your local area, uh, be it your county or your town or your city, um, to, to really focus your, your keyword spend. Is that, does that, is that true? Yeah. And one way to think about it too, is there's really four ways people search when, when they're on Google, they'll search for your brand, which often is the majority of website traffic people, nonprofits are getting is people who search for their brand, but then people also search for problems they're having They'll search for symptoms of, of something they're experiencing. Or the most common is they'll search for something explicit, like volunteer opportunities in San Diego. And um, so when we think like that and we brainstorm all the different things that are really relevant to the audience we would love to come to our website, that's the power of the Google Grant is it helps you get people to your site who typically have never heard of the brand. And how, how important is it to match the, I guess, the keywords and the, the text in your, your ad to the, the call to action on the landing page? Like you mentioned earlier, just sending them to the, to the homepage isn't enough, right? You've got to make sure that it's a, a continual flow of messaging from the, the ad that they see and click on to, to the landing page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, you know, it's certainly important if we... For, I mean, for how we do that here at Community Boost, it really depends on, um, with nonprofits, there's typically two types of personas, right? There's people who support and there's people we serve. And so depending on what we're running this ad for, it, um, we, we naturally want to have some sort of call to action within, within the ad. Um, but 
you know, I think one of the biggest mistakes again is nonprofits when we audit accounts that don't have a lot of traction is they're sending traffic only to the home page. So if we're just pointing to the right page, that can go a really long way. Um, and <clears throat> does that make sense? Definitely. And Cameron, so I know that um, oftentimes with whether it's Google AdWords or Facebook ads, you're not just creating one ad or one search, um, one set of keywords. How, just, you know, maybe for a ballpark, how many sets of uh, ads or search, how many ads search, search groups, I guess you might call it, um, mm -hmm. do you typically create or recommend for each account? Yeah, that's a great question, and unfortunately, it, it certainly varies for each account. Um, but when it comes to keywords, we're, we're usually looking at hundreds, if not you know thousands, of keyword combinations. But there's you know to get really technical, there's something called a like a broad match modifier keyword, and then we'll move those as those perform. We move them into like exact match keywords. As far as ad groups and campaigns, that's, that's certainly unique to the organization. When it comes to the grant and nonprofits, we will often, you know, we'll have nonprofits that say, hey, we want to try and spend as much of this budget in our city or state. However, any additional budget, because $10,000 is a lot, then we'll use, you know, possibly nationwide. So, you know, it's really dependent for the, that specific cause. For organizations that are marketing nationally, it's it's usually a quality game. Spending the full ten thousand is pretty pretty easy once you know once you're good at AdWords. Um, and then it's about making sure that of those five thousand visitors, they're as high quality as possible, right? Really matching up to that audience who wants to get to our website. On a local level, it's more it's like how can we gain as much traction locally as we can, and and there usually a game of trying to ramp up the uh, the spend. Um, because there's limited search volume when we're local. Gotcha. And so it sounds like if you have a hundred or more, uh, you're and you want to get the optimal conversion rate, which is basically whoever's actually um, you know searching on the term and then clicking on it to actually do the action you want them to. You're actually doing a lot of testing then at the same time, aren't you? Yes. You know, I think that's. Um, you always want to be testing, and, and that's just kind of the mindset of a digital marketer. You always want to be testing new ad creative, and you always want to be testing your landing pages, ideally. I know a lot of times in the social sector we have limited bandwidth. Um, but you, by testing your creative, you're always going to continue to improve it. And when it comes to the Google grant, you know, it's often around, like, 20%, it's kind of this classic 80-20 principle where, um, you know, like 20% of your keywords are going to make up like 80% of your website traffic. And so once you start to figure out which search terms in Google are sending the most traffic, you can then start to build what we call like a marketing funnel around that. And you can, because these people, again, they a lot of them have never heard of the brand and they're not always going to donate right away, or they're not always going to sign up for an event right away. 
but what do we need to do to get the touch points in to move those people from, you know, a visitor into a supporter, into a donor? Gotcha. And um, I would imagine that because you're sending this type of traffic to websites that um, it sounds like this would actually affect SEO as well, that, you know, search engine optimization, um, even if you say were to pause using the Google grant, what kinds of benefits do you see? Um, obviously, this is, bo- I guess, a bonus benefit of having used the, the Google grant is that it'll actually bring up the ranking of a nonprofit's website even, you know, afterward? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, honestly, the Google grant, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would not promise it's going to help SEO rankings. Um, there's probably some, again, like Google doesn't actually publish, you know, the, the current algorithm. And, so when we get more visitors and they stay on site for a while, there might be some benefit to SEO rankings. However, when a nonprofit wants to be at the top of Google for a keyword, for a specific keyword, that can take a really long time to rank for organically through SEO. And so really the Google grant, you know, that's true value proposition is really sprinting to the top of Google for those keywords that if you tried to rank for organically would take a really long time. And with the Google grant, hopefully you could be there, you know, really in a matter of, you know, a couple weeks. Oh, I gotcha. And that sounds like something every organization should want. Um, now, I know that recently Google actually made a requirement of their Google grant. Um, the fact that an organization also needed to uh, sign up for the Google um do they still call it Google Apps or um, basically use of um, some of their other business-oriented uh, modules? But actually using those even helps with providing organizations with their own email addresses on at their domain name rather than, say, my organization at gmail.com, which we sometimes see. <laughs> and, um, you know, do you help organizations also kind of tie that all together where they may have been using a WordPress site or some other web platform, but not using their own domain name even and helping mm-hmm. them tie that all in together? Right. So you are correct. To, to get the Google grant, you need to um, sign up for Google for nonprofits. That's actually the first step. And you're definitely right. Like, honestly, the Google grant is just one great tool that Google for Nonprofits gives nonprofits. As a nonprofit, you can get access to so many free um, services. You can have, you're mentioning the email, right, which means we're signing up for Google uh, Google Apps, and it allows you to do the email marketing for like, your own email for your org. But... We love Google. We use it here for our own company with the, the Google Business Suite, the Google Drive. Um, you can get on YouTube for nonprofits. There's a lot that Google offers nonprofits, and you know they're continuing to roll out new products. And so by signing up for Google for nonprofits, it, it really opens up that door for all of those great tools that Google provides the social sector. 
Well, uh, Cameron, this is overwhelming for a lot of our listeners, I'm sure. But obviously, you know, it's uh, having this kind of uh, information is no longer an option for uh, everyone out there, and especially the nonprofits. So, anybody that wants to get involved with you and uh, learn a little bit more, how would they engage? Right. Okay. Well, you know, I uh, I know that we covered a lot. We got pretty technical, but at the end of the day, the, the Google grant can just be a really powerful part of a nonprofit's marketing mix to continue to, to amplify the great work they're doing and to get more people to learn about their story. Um, so hopefully, you know, no one felt like it's too overwhelming. But if anyone has any questions at all, they can always reach us at um, communityboost.org, and we'd be happy to, to talk to any nonprofit that ever has any deeper questions about how it all works. All right, and what about a call to action or um, anything for our show notes uh, at the end of the podcast? Um, yeah, so, you know, we're if anybody wants, you know, found this valuable or definitely feel free to come visit us over at communityboost.org. We have a lot of resources on uh, how the Google grant works, but also anyone can email me directly at Cameron at communityboost.org, and I'll be sure to get back to, to everyone um, if they have any questions about both the Google grant or just digital marketing for nonprofits overall. All right. Well, Cameron, we can't thank you enough for sharing, number one, your time with us here today on Events with Benefits, but uh, more importantly, your expertise. Uh, Cameron Ripley, Chief Executive Officer at Community Boost Consulting. If you want to learn more about Google Grants and uh, digital uh, marketing, he's the guy to talk to. So anyway, thanks for joining us, Cameron. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show this week. For show notes, special offers, or to listen to previous episodes, you can visit us at eventswithbenefits.com. Please also consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. And if you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and write us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at hosts at eventswithbenefits.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>